centuries ago, mankind discovered a way to transfer consciousness into a new body. Making death a mere inconvenience. Since then, we've been providing an unparalleled pedigree of human sleeves to only the most discerning clientele. Psychosec. Live forever in the body you deserve. too many times. You forget to fear death. Greetings, everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, the weekly dose of geeky goodness. I think the volume is low here. It looks like on the recording for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> I'll dial it up a bit. Um, today is February 4th, 2018 and this is podcast 669 yeah that sounds about right uh first off thanks to jedi jeff for doing a guest spot last week talking about some things that uh some collectibles and some other topics in the geeky world that he's interested in pacific rim and others so thanks for that jeff uh this week um do a kind of a different kind of a show a little bit i guess Maybe not that different. And, uh, well, the trailer there that you heard was for a new Netflix series that just started on Friday that I'm going to talk a little bit about called Altered Carbon, which is based on a series of books. Uh, I'll talk about that here shortly. But um, the main topic, though, is going to be about um, the current crop of sci-fi slash fantasy anthology shows, uh, basically uh, focusing on Black Mirror and there's a couple of other shows, too, actually, that are out there that I've been watching that are pretty good as well, that kind of blend, um, you know, kind of this sci-fi anthology show where each episode is is different. You know, it's not an ongoing cast and, and storyline, uh, but uh, with a sort of a technology and sci-fi bent to it. So that's what I'm going to talk about this week on the podcast, talk about some other things going on in the geeky world. And, uh, yeah, it's also, for those in the U.S., sports fans, it is uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. So probably by tonight we'll be getting some preview trailers and things to stuff that we haven't maybe seen yet. Uh, that'll be showing during the Super Bowl. They always have a ton of commercials, movie ads, uh, things like that. So, uh, hey, let's get into this uh, episode. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the future of war. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Oh. I am 
Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. See, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. Hey, folks, I'm back. Uh, yeah, so settle in. New podcast coming your way. Yes. <laughs> How's everybody out there in podcast listening land? I hope you're well. This is, uh, I hope it's not the, I was about to say it's the middle of winter. I hope it's not the middle of winter. We're getting some more snow here in Michigan today. Uh, it has been, uh, I don't know what it is about this winter. I guess it's just, uh, been long it already seems like that we're in the first of february early february um but um we've had these little glimpses of nicer weather like we had a couple of days last weekend that was just great uh it was my older son's birthday and we were outside you know out to uh a nice day out and lunch and things and it was i think we were almost 50 high 40s which doesn't sound that warm to some people maybe but when it's been like in single digits and stuff, it, it feels so much better. Uh, and today, today it's about 30 ish thirties and, um, there's snow coming down, which in Michigan, at least, uh, we don't get a lot of snow when it's super, super cold. It tends to dry out the air and you don't moisture doesn't hang around. It, it tends to be around the freezing point when we get snow here or a little below, but, um, Supposed to get a bit today, so um, yeah, I'm glad that I don't have to really go anywhere. And um, I guess, uh, yeah, that's the weather report for you. <laughs> I'm already looking forward to summer, though, obviously. I, I'm just a summer guy. I like the warm weather, and it, I feel kind of cooped up. There's been a lot of, um, not a lot, but there's been some things out at like the movie theater that I haven't even gone to see. I didn't see that new Maze Runner movie, didn't go out to see it, I, even though I was tempted. I think I've watched all of those on Netflix. I don't think I went to see any of those in the theater. They're okay. Um, and, and if it probably was better weather out and I didn't you know, feel like just hanging out at home and playing World of Warcraft or watching Netflix, that I, I would have probably gone out to the theater. But the w- wintertime for me is kind of like, you know, eh, do I really need to go out? And if I don't, then I don't. So, uh but um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the TV that I've been watching, like I usually do in movies and that, and a couple things I especially want to point out. Uh, the, to begin with, let's talk a little bit about that Altered Carbon um, show that just started on Netflix on Friday. I'm not sure how many episodes it is. They usually do like, what, 10, 12, something like that. I'm reading the um, the book right now. Uh, I'm probably three quarters through the book, so pr- pretty far in. Um, it's by a guy named Richard K. Morgan. Uh, I'm actually listening to the audiobook, which is the way I read a lot of things or listen to things these days, book-wise, because I have a bit of a drive, and I, I've talked about that before. But anyway, the um, the book, did I say the author? Gosh, I'm brain dead this morning. Sorry. Uh, Richard Morgan. Yeah, I think I did. Um, Alter Carbon. There's a th- it's a three-book series, I believe, and this is the first um it's about basically it's mainly about this character called Takashi Kovach, um, who um, which I can say that name pretty well because of listening to the book audio book. Um, he's what's known as an envoy. Uh, he's kind of a step below a Jedi. I mean, he he's um, he's got a lot of special, um, let's say, a certain set of skills. But the premise of this book it's set up around 
360, 70 years in the future, something like that, almost the year 2400 approximately, people are out, um, uh, mankind has colonized other planets. They don't go into a lot of that uh, because, the, 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 frankly, the, uh, the story, the book, is mainly a detective novel for the most part, except for the the future tech. And the big part of the future tech about this show is the in the future, they have um, they have this thing called a stack, which which is basically just think of it as a big old memory card dump that that is um, implanted when I think it when you're one year old, I think, and it's implanted kind of in near your the base of your head spine, you know, up in that area, and you, you know, in the back, and it looks about the size of a hockey puck, give or take. But uh, the the point of this the stack uh, data um, thing is that um, it's constantly, for the most part, I guess it's constant. I, I think, anyway, it is. Um, it it records your consciousness, your brain, basically, all of the thoughts, all of all of your, what makes you you. Uh, you know, except for that elusive soul idea, uh, which comes into play in the in the show a bit or in the book too. The book I'm, I'm going to mostly be talking about. I'm not going to give too much of this away. This is all in the trailers uh, or in the book jacket, as they say. I don't want to say too much, <clears throat> except for uh, the fact that it has a lot of you know, real interesting concepts. One is that, which allows certain people, if you have enough um, money and means, you, you can basically live forever. You can just have your consciousness uh, dropped into another body, uh, what's known as a sleeve. Sometimes that could be a potentially a clone of yourself if you're really rich, but typically people end up being in, um, sleeving or being put into another body for whatever reason. Um, but the, the basic premise of the show is there's um, the main character, Takashi Kovach, who is a envoy and a detective kind of, well, he's, he's I don't want to say too much. He, he's, a, he, he's, he's one of those kind of anti-hero, kind of good guy, bad guy types. Um, but he is tasked with um, determining the um, uh, the identity of a killer of this very hugely rich uh, character um, in the book and in the show, of course. Uh, so um, I was kind of interested or curious about how the show would, if the show would just focus on the the book and the that aspects of the story, or more of the tech and the in the future thing. A couple things uh, that I wanted to mention, um, though, regards the, regarding this. Um, I watched the first Netflix episode the other night, a couple nights ago, because it just came out, I think, on Friday. And I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It, it, the tone of it and the feel of it and the characters, the actors that they got, it, it really, if you are a fan of the books, I, I think it's it's really good. The There's a little bit of a however here, though, and it's been kind of reported out there. This book and, and the show, it, it's it's pretty um, rough in terms of rough as in uh, there's a lot of violence, strong violence, hugely, because keep in mind, people can basically come back from the dead fairly easily. So there's a lot of killing in, in this, uh, in the book and, and, and in, even in the first episode, there's a lot of gunplay and, and, and they don't shy away from showing blood, of course, and, and there's some strong language, there's some sexual situations in that, there's some nudity, and um, so I, I'm just warning people off, if the, any of that stuff, you know, that if any of that bothers you, this is certainly not, not, not at all, no, 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 not at all a show to be watching when your kids are around, your little kids, 
Um, teenagers, eh, depending on the on the you know what your beliefs are and what you know what you want your kids to see, that's all up to you, of course. But uh, certainly, little kids, uh, this is not for them. Think Blade Runner, basically. Uh, it has a pretty strong Blade Runner look and vibe. The show does. Um, there's flying cars, and again, this is all in the preview, so I don't feel like I'm giving anything away. There's a lot of, um, you know, those huge billboards and electronic signs that you see. Uh, but I, I, I really like the the aesthetic, the look. I like the feel. The, the book has really been good. I, I'm really enjoying the book uh, a great deal. And I'll probably read the others in the series. I'm Like I said, I'm mostly through it. I kind of, I debated whether I was going to listen, you know, or listen slash read the book before I, the show was coming out. I knew the show was coming out fairly soon. But... Um, but yeah, I, I think it's if that kind of stuff appeals to you, this idea of future tech and, and digital technology, and that's kind of what a lot of this episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, today's podcast, is going to be about. So I thought this would be appropriate to, to talk a little about. It just came on on Netflix. I know there's a million things to watch these days on network television and movies and you know Netflix and whatever other streaming thing you use, Hulu's and Prime Video and all that. But we're going to talk about a few of those shows uh, here in a few moments. But um, but this, I think, is worth a look. I, I mean, do, do what I do. Watch a couple of episodes or read the book uh, or listen to the book and, and then tell me, you know, then see what you think. I always feel like you need to, uh, I always feel like you need to give things a try before you can give a, uh, a real opinion about that. So what else have I been watching? Uh, I wanted to point out uh, a movie that, that would appeal to the Trek fans out there. It's out in limited release, uh, so but but there is a way to see it on um, through Amazon Prime. You can rent it, or, or I think you can buy it also. Uh, I watched it uh, last night. It's called Please uh, Stand By. Uh, what's that actress's name? Dakota Fanning, I think, is the main character. The, the premise of the of the movie here is um, there's a woman, a young woman, uh, played by Dakota Fanning, that uh, has is uh, I guess it's autism. They don't ever really come out and say. I don't think in the movie the whole thing, but uh, she's being a, she she lives in a special care facility for people with special needs, and uh, the the geek connection is it is set. I guess it's more or less well set in present time or a year or so ago. I don't think I don't think the the studio ever really officially did this, but there is a Star Trek script writing contest for the I think in the movie they 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 say it's for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek and, and basically they're asking uh, the fans to submit a script for for this contest. You're going to win like $100,000 and you can use any Star Trek characters or era or any kind of uh, you know um, setting that you would like, and uh, the main character uh, is a huge, huge Star Trek fan. She has, you know, um, episodes that she watches all the time. She has trivia memorized. I mean, she knows the, the show because it. It. I don't want to again give too much away, but it it has an appeal to her. Um, I think that that comes out in the way she has to deal with the world and the way she views the world. So. Um, it was super, super good. I thought that it was really sweet in, in parts. It, it, it's also, you know, you'll be shedding a tear or two, I think, during the the uh, the movie. But uh, but yeah, give it a shot and 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 check it out. Uh, you can conveniently watch it, at, you know, in your home. 
you don't even have to go out in uh, bad weather or, or whatever, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So it's called Please Stand By, and, and that title has a reference in the, in the movie that you'll, you'll find out about it, I don't want to say. And, uh, yeah, I really liked it a lot. And uh, the Star Trek stuff in it isn't overly done either. It's, it's there, and that's the, a big part of the movie, but you don't need to be, I think, um, I think you don't need to be like a big Trekkie or huge Trek fan to, to enjoy the movie uh, uh, by any means. I think they created the right balance and didn't overdo that bit. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. And uh, I'm still watching the usual things, uh, the normal comic book shows each week. Um, I'm still watching the new Black Lightning, although I'm kind of a bit, a bit mixed on it. Uh, it's it's okay, but it just it seems kind of frankly kind of one note. You know, there's the, they're living in this bad area neighborhood, and there's a there's a gang kind of, and there's bad guys. I I, I don't know. I don't find it as is intriguing as the other CW um, comic book related shows, but that's just me. Maybe others will. Uh, I probably I'll probably keep watching for now at least. But um, and let's see what else. I guess that's mainly it. Oh, one other movie I wanted to point out that I, I also uh, rented and watched. Um, there's a new um, animated DC movie called Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, check that out. Uh, it, it's really good. It's sort of a different take on Batman set more in um, in the turn of the century, like the late 1800s, if Batman existed then, and uh, was going after um, Jack the Ripper. Uh, so, uh, yeah. It's, it's well done. It's based on a comic book uh, series, and, uh, yeah, I like that quite a bit. And uh, lots of stuff, too much stuff really going on to keep uh, <laughs> to keep up with. It's it's very hard to, to keep up with everything. And I'm watching a couple little comedies that I started on uh, on Netflix and, and Hulu, uh, a couple little shows. But uh, I try to balance things out. There's so many shows that are fairly heavy, uh, as in, you know, a lot of, you know, drama and and just not great things happening a lot of times even the comic book shows these days are pretty pretty hard to take to a degree um you know heck the flash is in jail uh so uh but uh but anyway um yeah i think that's probably pretty good we're almost 20 minutes into the podcast getting close so let's let's segue away from uh what i was just talking about into the main topic which is like I said, there's a there's a new crop. I, I'm a huge and 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 still am was a, you know was still a, still am a big fan of the of anthology type shows such as The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits, shows that each week you know you can get a new story, a new idea. I, I've read a lot of uh, sci-fi short stories over the years. I, I like that format. It, it's I find it very. Um, interesting. You, you get a lot of different uh, ideas there. And um, so there have been some new shows. The main three that I'm going to talk about um, are, uh, of course, uh, there's Black Mirror. And uh, there's another one uh, that's on Amazon Prime now called Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams uh, with a lot of uh, stories um, based on, on short stories or novels or books and ideas from Philip K. Dick. I don't know if they all are. I don't I don't know if they all are. I'll have to check on that maybe during a break here in a second. Um, and then another one uh, that's on Hulu, I think it's only Hulu, called Dimension 404. 
uh, that I wanted to mention and bring up that it's not a huge number of episodes, but I think it was, I really liked those. So I wanted to mention that one as well. But um, yeah, we're going to probably start with uh, Black Mirror because it probably has the biggest um, uh, cachet and the biggest number of probably episodes, I think, now. And um, it's also the one that a lot of people talk about, I think. So, and if these shows are not shows you've you've checked out, um, I'm going to try pretty hard not to really i just give you an overview i'm not going to really spoil anything and, and just give you um some ideas about what these shows are about if you've never watched them maybe get um you guys interested to give it a give it a try probably a lot of people listening have already uh watched uh black mirror i know on the treks and sci-fi facebook group we've talked about that a bit there's probably again a lot of you that have watched it but maybe some haven't so um but I just wanted to give you my perspective and talk about these a little bit. I thought it would be a good theme, a good idea to do that in an episode, to talk about all this new new wave of um, tech, somewhat tech-related um, sci-fi anthology shows. So uh, let me play, uh, I'll find a trailer here for Black Mirror. I don't know which season it'll be, probably season four. It'll probably be the easiest thing to find. Uh, but uh, And then I'll be back and we'll talk some about that show and the other ones as well. Looking around at a world of injustice, intolerance, and huge environmental challenges, it's hard to imagine a bright future. But we can, and we must. Anyone? Hello? Must have been mental before the system. Nothing is gonna happen. can happiness realistically last anyhow have faith in the system because it really does work <laughs> i see trees of green private stuff is private stuff red roses too i see them blue i mean we just meant to go at it define go at it oh, fucking hell and I think to myself, what can we do? Everything happens for a reason. What a wonderful world. It's more like a waking nightmare. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Everything happens for a reason. Okay, so yeah, let's get into this um, look at um, science fiction anthology television of the current age uh, with a lot of technical uh, connections to the, the world of tech, uh, which seems to be a big emphasis in, in especially in Black Mirror, which is the first one we're going to talk about. I'm going to just read some of the stuff here that I'm seeing on Wikipedia about this to give people a uh, background in this it was a british originally british science fiction anthology series created by charlie brooker brooker and excuse me annabelle jones serving as the program showrunners it examines modern society particularly with regard to un unanticipated consequences of new technologies uh, episodes are standalone usually set in an alternate present or the near future and often with a dark or satirical tone 
although there are some that are experimental and lighter. Uh, it started in Britain. The first uh, two seasons or two series uh, were done there. And then Netflix uh, purchased it uh, after that and commissioned a series of 12 more episodes that are, excuse me, that were divided into seasons or, or series three and four. And the, uh, the later one, which is the one you just heard the trailer from, uh, season four just premiered or showed up at the very end of 2017, December 29th. I still actually have one more episode of it to go of the six new ones that came out. Uh, but, but that's not bad for me, actually. I, I watch a lot of regular television. So Netflix becomes, a, oh, it, it doesn't get watched as much, uh, the new shows that are on there. Not as quickly. Let's just, let's just say that. Um, the, uh, it, this, this show has gotten a lot of popularity, a lot of talk. Uh, the, um, I, I think uh, there's a lot of things that are really interesting about it. Uh, the shows run a, a little variety of length. Usually they tend to be approximately an hour, probably on average, but they've run uh, shorter than that a little bit. Uh, actually, I think the episode that I just watched, episode five of, of season or series four, was about the shortest so far. I think it was only about 41 or 42 minutes. Uh, but they've run up to about 90 minutes as well uh, at the longest. So, you know, like I said, they, they average, they tend to average about an hour, give or take. Uh, but um, one of the things that, that uh, is funny, my, uh, my older son's wife, uh, Marcy, watches this show and, uh, or has watched some of it because uh, one, one of the, the reason I'm bringing that up is, uh, the show is is a bit hard to watch. It, this is not a nice show to watch a lot of the times. Sometimes the tech or, or what you're seeing in the future is not a very nice place. And, and the people are, are also a lot of times not very good people, um, to put it lightly in some cases. <laughs> there are some really bad people in these shows. So the show can be a little hard to watch. Uh, there's no denying that. There are definitely episodes in here that um, that the uh, that that can be like you know really like you know like wow that 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 was a hard one to watch kind of a thing. So, uh, but uh, I was going to talk about I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of um, you know give you a feel for the episodes a, a little bit. So uh, I'm going to pause the uh, the show here so I can just pull up an episode guide so I can have a a quick cheat sheet for myself. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, but it's not really great for the episode guide. TV.com is is generally my go-to spot for that. So hang on one second. Okay, I'm back. Uh, so yeah, so the uh, there one one thing that the, one of the pluses again in a way about of Black Mirror is there's not a lot of episodes. Uh, although that's a that's a negative to some of us who enjoy the show because. Uh, for example, or just to let you know, season one or series one only had three episodes. Uh, the second series, second season series, I keep doing that um, because in 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 the UK they they call it series, right? Like Doctor Who. Anyway, the um, the first two of these uh, two groups of these were only three episodes each. The last uh, three and four have had six. So what are we looking at? Six total. We're only looking at eighteen. Um, roughly 18 hours of television, a little bit more than that because some are longer. 
so it's not a ton of you know that that that's less than a single season of network television currently here in the U.S. at least, which are they tend to be 20, 22, 24, um, give or take. So um, let, let, let's uh, I, I think what, one way to give you guys if you haven't um, if you haven't watched any of this, uh, let me uh, let me list you or I'll just read the like sentence or two blurbs for these episodes from uh, I, I won't do all of them. Uh, the um, here's one called the entire history of you from the first season first series uh, thanks to a revolutionary implant that lets anyone store and recall their memories a jealous husband Liam Foxwell sets out to determine if his wife Fionn cheated on him so uh, that gives you that's a very typical black mirror kind of concept where there's a bit of tech but it also co- brings into play a, a lot of trust factor there's a lot of of that um, idea in Black Mirror of of what tech allows you to do in, in this near future world that they present for you, and and what people how people respond to that, how society people individual people deal with that. Um, so the the um, there's a um, here's another one from. The first season in the near future, the physically fit endlessly pedal stationary bikes for energy while they overwork at menial jobs. One peddler Bing falls in love with a coworker singing and spends all of his merits to get her to the top talent show hot shot. So that that that's blending a lot of tech uh, things. It's blending the current, uh, you know, the not just current, but the ongoing look at, you know, reality television and, and, and some really interesting things there. The uh, here's another one, a uh, little synopsis from uh, the second season, second series. Uh, this one's called "Be Right Back." A young woman, Martha, is offered a service that recreates an AI duplicate duplicate of her dead boyfriend so that he can speak to her. However, the service soon offers an upgraded synthetic body to place the personality in. So that's also a, a little bit of a theme of of the series of you know, dealing with loss, dealing with death, uh, this idea of bringing someone back, uh, what really makes people people, right? What makes you, you, it's kind of like the, um, what I was telling you earlier about the altered carbon, um, book and, and new series, you know, there's a group in the book, this isn't giving too much away that doesn't like this idea because they don't feel like you can digitize someone's personality, someone's thoughts, their, their, emotions and and a lot of things like that they don't they don't really feel like that that's you can capture that on a you know a memory disc so that idea again is is brought up in black mirror quite a bit uh and and with with good reason i i think uh there's some really good stuff um there now uh, there's a little bit of a difference i feel you know that some people have pointed out i i i don't have a problem with it uh, but um, but people feel like when it went to Netflix that the show changed a bit. I, I would agree with that to a degree, but I, I also think they did, they've done some really good episodes. One of them actually won a uh, Emmy Award, which I'm going to point out here in um, the third season of it or the third series. This one's called uh, the one I want to talk about now that won an award uh, called San Junipero. Uh, the... Um, I don't. Th- this one I don't really want to say too much about, uh, but I'll read the blurb here, and, and uh, it's called "In the ti- Timeless Town of San Junipero, 
Canna, California, <laughs> I cannot talk, cannot read today, uh, an introverted, introverted young girl named Yorkie becomes romantically involved with a free-spirited sp- party girl, Kelly. Uh, that is sort of what the episode's about a bit, but there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but uh, anyway, the uh, this one I found kind of compelling. Uh, it's called Shut Up and Dance. Internet hackers access the camera of a laptop belonging to a teenager, Kenny, and blackmail him and others into completing an increasing, increasingly dangerous set of actions. So, so that um, some people listening may have heard about, you know, there are hackers out there and stuff that what do they call it? Ransom hackers that basically they, they, they get into people's email, they get into people's computers and, and uh, they'll, the, the usual thing that's happening currently with it is they'll threaten you and say, well, we can wipe your system out. Like we can wipe all of your data out. And if you don't pay us money, that kind of thing talks about, I suppose there are ones out there, maybe that even and currently that are going to say, Hey, we're going to send all of your, whatever um, work emails to your boss about what you've been talking about them or whatever. So there's a lot of, um, again, tech in these episodes of Black Mirror that reflect on, you know, a little bit of taking one step further what what is in the news these days. Um, one episode that they actually did um, on, on the Orville, uh, although I guess Seth MacFarlane said he had the idea before this episode, but it's a lot like an episode of Orville. It's called Nosedive. Uh, it was the first episode of season three. In the near future, society exists as an intricate system where people rate each other on everything. If your ratings drop too low, then so does your life. Uh, I really like that episode a lot. Uh, and uh, Bryce, I think it's Bryce Dallas Howard was the main uh, actress, main person in that episode. Basically, you go through life and you rate everybody on everything, like whatever. Like if you're at a place getting a coffee, you rate the guy giving you the coffee. If you if your boss is around or a coworker and does something good for you, you know you rate them. They rate you back, so forth. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the idea of Facebook and Instagram and and, and liking posts and and popularity of internet things. You know, they're connected to this idea. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, here's another one called Playtest. An American Cooper goes on a worldwide trip to avoid facing his mother after the death of his father. He st- stumbles upon a unique playtest opportunity in England, but soon fought, finds himself caught in a first-person horror game that's all too realistic. Yeah, that was a really interesting one. I like that one a lot. Um, but um, All right, let's move on to the uh, talking about uh, oh, there's another one I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess, yeah, it, it's okay. We, we can move on. Um, oh, this is the one. It was sort of a special episode. It was called Black Mirror White Christmas. Uh, John Hamm was in this one, which um, which I really like this one quite a bit. It's really hard to describe, but uh, I'll read you the little synopsis here. Um, you know, the jacket cover, as it were. Uh, and an isolated outpost in the snow... Uh, worker Matt Trent makes Christmas dinner for his co-worker Joe Potter and tries to get him to talk about why he's there. Uh, to con- to encourage Joe, Matt shares his own stories about how he accessed a friend's eye implants to help him se- have sex with a woman and how he forces AIs to serve their masters. It, that's not really a great synopsis. It's a really interesting episode. There's a lot of psychology in these episodes. A lot of, uh, again, what, what will people do? How do they handle... Um, 
technology, you know, how far will they go with it? Um, the uh, Let's get into the, the, the current uh, series, season four, which just came out. Excuse me. Uh, the uh, the big episode that was talked about a lot about um, Black Mirror that was being advertised and pushed a lot, especially for us Trek fans, was the first episode of season four. Uh, the episode title was called The USS Callister. Uh, this episode, uh, let's see, the way it's described here, science officer Natalie Cole joins the bridge queue of the space fleet cruiser USS Callister and discovers that there is much more to existence than she remembers. Uh, I don't want to give anything really away of this episode, but it's it's a really interesting one. It's a little bit of one of the longer episodes, but the um, the look of it, they created kind of a very Star Trek-like setting to, to do this episode in. And uh, I don't know if it's just total rumors, internet fabrication, you know, whatever, but there, there was supposedly talk of this possibly being turned into some kind of a spinoff series. I, I don't know. That's who knows. Um, then, but I, I liked it a lot. It's, it's also a, a much tougher episode to watch than you might think. Um, the, uh, the next one, I, I really like this one a lot. Uh, this has probably been my standout one for the, for this series or this season. This is called Archangel. It was directed by Jodie Foster. It's called an overprotective mother has an implant put in her daughter that lets her monitor everything that she sees, hears, and does. That's a pretty good synopsis. Um, and I like the episode uh, quite a bit uh, because it, it it deals with, you know, a, a single mom and trying to keep her, her daughter safe. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then, you know, how far will she go to kind of like watch over her daughter, almost spy on her daughter, uh, and that becomes problematic, as you could guess. And there was another one um, this this season that I thought was real interesting, real good, called Hang the DJ, about um, kind of an online dating app. Um, the uh, I, I'm not going to read the premise of this one, but I, I found this one really good. Uh, that may be even better, more of my favorite of this series of this season than... Uh, the Archangel one. I guess the USS Callister was good too, uh, but it was not what I expected. So, um, and then I have this the last episode of uh, this season to watch still. I watched episode five the other night, Metalhead, it's called, and the final one called um, Black Museum that, uh, that I have not watched yet. And I'm looking in the tv.com episode guide, they rate these, they, they allow people to use or rate them. Looks like the last episode was rated pretty well. Looks like Hang the DJ was rated uh, very well as it also. So, uh, so yeah, that that is um, kind of gives you a taste of, of Black Mirror. I think overall, it, it's um, I find the the tech aspects of it very um, believable. It, it, it's not really that far away from you know what you might think you know could be potentially you know developed. I mean, some of it pushes it pretty far. Um, what you see in that Archangel episode, for example, is is pretty sophisticated. But uh, the uh, it's it's a super cool show. I find it compelling, interesting. Uh, I like it a lot. I think the if anything, the only thing I would say about Black Mirror that I, I wish they would do is um, a, a throw in a few more lighter episodes. I know they say they try to do that, but um, I, I think it, it certainly leans on the like the dark side of the future. I think there's, there's, uh, 
they certainly lean to the idea that technology is going to basically like, you know, more or less like ruin lives and ruin people quite a bit. Um, they, uh, there, there's some, especially there's a couple of them, uh, that are, that are really hard to watch, uh, and really rough. And, uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a, a show to, to to just like uh, you know sit back and and uh, laugh at or anything like that. You you need to. I, I kind of like I was saying. I li- I watch a few comedies these days. I'll I'll watch this and then watch a, a funny show. But I I think it's important. You know that w- one of the things that Star Trek's done, even the old Twilight Zone used to do, Outer Limits, is they 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 sort of try to give you something to think about, give people things to think about and and ponder and wonder about to to maybe make us a little bit more um uh, like like if any of this tech were ever to come about or or anything kind of like it it would make people realize you know technology doesn't have to be doesn't have to be abused in in some of the ways it's abused in these shows and you can you can do okay with it right it's it's like um it's like people will say that that when people are online or the internet, if they're on Facebook or whatever, or Twitter, that they're a different person. That they're you know, there's all these in you know, there's the term internet troll. There's people that are rude to people. That people say things online that they wouldn't say if the person was right in front of you. You don't need to be like that, right? I I I don't I don't act like that. I I just don't. I'm not comfortable in that. That that's just my not my personality. I don't I don't. Uh, I, I'm pretty straightforward in real life, and I like to be pretty straightforward online. I'm not going to be, you know, I guess like that. And I, and I, and maybe you know, people will say people are different online, right? People will say these people are the internet troll, quote unquote. I've always kind of thought that, you know, who knows? I I have a hard time believing those people are good people in real real life too. You know, like they can turn it on and off. I I, I don't know there's always this assumption right that people are oh everyone's so nice and friendly and good in real life and and they turn somehow into dr jekyll and mr hyde you know they're 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 mr hyde online i'm not sure i quite always believe that i think people are the way they are i they may not be quite as bad as maybe some of them tend to be online in real life but i think there are hints and signs that you can pick you'd be able to pick up on if you met that person i at least i i just find it I don't think everyone on all those inter- internet type quote unquote trolls that are out there. I'm not so sure that they're just great good old people, you know, to deal with in real life either. Uh, I've I've met some people that in real life that are not great in, in person. So I, I I said there's plenty of chances for people to be not so good in person and also not so good online. So I kind of spun off a little bit, but I, I, it's, it, I love the fact that these shows are out there and that they give us these things to think about. So let us take a, a short break. I am going to play a, uh, I'll find a preview trailer to the next one I want to talk about, which is this, um, it's called Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. It's, uh, the, the nice thing about this show is it's just been made and, an sorry, made and available on Amazon Prime, which, pff, does, does anyone not have Amazon Prime? Oh, I know there are people that that way, but I mean, I'm ordering a couple things off Amazon Prime, you know, or Amazon every week and get free shipping because of that. So, I mean, it's well worth it, I feel. Between that and 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 the movies and seri- series that they have on there and, and, and 
free books you can get and a lot of other things. Anyway, so let me find a um, preview trailer to uh, this show, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams, which I think is just as almost interesting and, and as compelling as Black Mirror. And I'll be back and talk about that in a couple of moments. People say we know everything, down to the molecules, the atoms. But here there will always be mystery. What is that? Your vacation. How's your memory? Fuzzy, but it's coming back. I think I will remember everything. Passenger. Yes, so we're all passengers here. We're going on a trip. A voyage. Where? Out there. Somewhere. If we do this, there is no going back. I need to talk to someone about my father. Something's going on. You haven't noticed anything unusual since his return? It's just different. All right, this uh, next one. Who? Think I started off really loud. Sorry. The <laughs> the the next series that we want to talk about uh, related to this um, anthology type thing that's going on about tech and everything like um, that. Uh, anyway, it's called Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams uh, or just Electric Dreams series. Uh, I guess Philip K. Dick is is probably the best way to say it, but. Um, the uh, it's another science fiction uh, television anthology series based based on the works of Philip K. Dick. Uh, there's ten standalone episodes uh, written by British and American writers, so it's using some of Philip K. Dick's um, what he's written and then adapting it and changing, twisting, whatever. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I haven't had a chance to look all that up, and who knows if it's even available. Um, I mean, you can read the credits of the episodes. Most of the episodes. That, that I've watched. I've only watched half of the 10, so I've watched like five out of the 10, so I haven't watched all of these yet. Um, but I've really liked the ones I've watched so far, probably just as much as I've enjoyed Black Mirror episodes. So, uh, But uh, it started, uh, th this originally actually was going to be a um, an AMC series? Yeah, I think so. And uh, AMC pulled out, though, and uh, it was uh, then uh, being... Uh, uh, Channel Four in 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 Britain um, was running the show or producing it or supporting it or whatever you want to call it and airing it. Um, but then um, then Amazon Video bought the U.S. rights to the series as well. So I can't tell you exactly who the. Uh, I mean, I think the production companies are 
you know, were in Britain to begin with, but they've gotten money from a lot of others. I mean, I'm reading the Wikipedia entry. Let's see. Production companies, Anonymous Content, Channel 4, Electric Shepherd Productions, Moonshot Entertainment, uh, Left Bank Pictures, Rooney MCP Productions, Tall Ship Productions. So there, there's a lot of production companies, you know, that are helping pay for this show. Um, and I don't know, again, how all that works. It doesn't really matter. We're here to talk really about the content. Um, but the uh, a couple of key things I wanted to point out, though, Ronald D. Moore, of course, uh, from TNG and the new um, version of Battlestar Galactica, which I think most people really enjoyed, I certainly did, uh, is is uh, is one of the people executive producers on this. Brian Cranston, um, who who is just I watch Brian Cranston and anything anymore. He's also an executive producer on this show, and he, and he actually appears in one of the episodes. One of the episodes I've seen so far of the five I've seen. Uh, the uh, the thing I didn't mention, uh, Black Mirror has has some of this, um, but I think it's almost even more apparent in this show. Uh, is is they get some big, you know, some pretty big actors and things. They had Anna Paquin, Terrence Howard. Uh, I already mentioned Brian Cranston, uh, Vera Farmiga. Is that how you say her name? Um, the but the, anyway, they 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 get some Greg Kinnear, they Steve Buscemi. Uh, they've had some really top-notch talent, and and so does Black Mirror as well. So um, this is not a uh, just a you know real off-the-cuff you know something done in somebody's you know backyard show. There there's a lot of talent in this, and I want to make sure I emphasize that. Um, one of the um, sort of weird things that I just found out here was I was looking some of this stuff up this morning. That that's um, that's true about the. Um, about the show is is the episodes when they were aired uh, on Channel Four in in the, in the UK. Uh, they the, there's a different order that Amazon Amazon Prime is showing these episodes in versus what they were aired um, in in Britain on Channel Four. So, which is is weird to me. I'm not sure why it, it, that's the way, uh, but uh, the, there's a difference between those two. And, and it doesn't really matter because the show is is not a ongoing series, right? So they could mix up the episodes, kind of like you could mix up Twilight Zone episodes, uh, and it wouldn't really matter that much. But um, let me uh, so so there gives you some background in this. So I, I I think probably a lot of people listening to this podcast may have not seen this show yet. Again, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it that way which should be fairly easy on the device of your choice i was actually i've been watching it on my tv through the apps on the built into the tv there's an amazon video app there it's very easy to to use and find um but uh let me let me uh let me run by um or or do what i did with uh, black mirror and tell you some of the premises and again i don't i i guess this this show is 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 Potentially, probably not. Maybe as tech heavy, or tech involved in the episodes, but the, it, it is there in some of them, pretty pretty much, and in others not so much. Um, but um, but there there is some tech here, and, and it's it maybe just not quite as much. Um, the uh, or you know versus Black Mirror, I don't I don't know. Um, so let me give you some ideas here of some of these episodes. Um, the uh, there's there's an episode um, called uh, Human Is. This is the one 
that uh, Brian Cranston stars in. This is a good one. Anyway, uh, it's in the you know distant a bit of distant future because we're we're we have the ability to go to other planets. Anyway, mission director Vera Herrick is trapped in a loveless marriage with milita- military hero Colonel Silas Herrick, who's played by Brian Cranston in this episode. Silas returns to the planet of Rexor four to obtain a substance needed to process Earth's toxic atmosphere, but comes under attack by the local Rexorians, the aliens there. When the ship returns on autopilot, Silas has apparently survived and Vera finds him uncharacteristically kind and and loving and considerate compared to what he used to be. The couple are arrested, though, by the state who believes that Silas has been taken over by Rexorian's consciousness. Um, Anyway, Brian Cranston stars in that episode. It's a lot like uh, there was an old Outer Limits episode with William Shatner, where he was an astronaut that had gone to Venus and comes back, and he's very different than he was when he before he went. Um, not exactly the same, but it, but it's sort of there. Um, so uh, let's let's let me give you a few other ones. Um, there's another one, one episode. Um, Steve Buscemi is in this one, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, Ed Morris. So Steve Buscemi, Ed Morris. Ed Morris works at a company which produces synthetic humanoids called Jack and Jacks and Jills. And the QCs are the quantum consciousness, which give them intelligence and emotions. He is approached by a dying Jill who wants him to help her steal 10 um, QCs, which which helps her extend her own lifespan, uh, and then use some for her and the rest to sell with with a share going to Ed to start a new life with his wife, Sally. Um, that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, and uh, it had a... Uh, a really interesting twist and turns on it. Uh, there's another one called, um, let's see here. This one's called uh, The Hoodmaker. In an authoritarian regime, I just watched this one the other day, uh, called The Free Union, a minority of humans have developed some telepathic abilities. Uh, mistrusted by society, they are referred to as teeps, and they live in ghettos and are routinely discriminated against. A telepath named Honor is recruited to work for the police, and he and she forms a close relationship with her handler, Agent Ross. The pair investigate when a mysterious individual called the Hoodmaker be, begins to distribute telepath tele oh gosh uh, telepathy proof hoods throughout the city. So um, yeah, that that was a really interesting one. It had sort of a, a lot of Blade Runner vibe to that one. Just the look of it. I don't know. It's always raining. Things are dark. Uh, but uh, this idea of there's a People have um, some people have developed the ability with telepathy, and this guy creates these hoods that block people from reading your thoughts. And there's this whole idea in this episode of, um, you know, like your thoughts should be private and and not like intruded upon, which also blends into you know the real world these days about things like you know your your email, what's private, what isn't. Um, what should the police be able to have access to, you know, just because you're thinking about something, you know, Philip K. Dick, uh, the, it, you guys probably know a lot of you, he wrote, um, you know, the, do androids dream of electric sheep, the, the novel, the book based, or that Blade Runner was based off of, right? So the, you know, he, he had this idea of, you know, artificial humanoids and, and, you know, or, or what, um, what the police should do and, and what they can't get away with. There's also, of course, that other really good movie called Minority Report about pre-crime, right? Uh, should you be able to, um, 
you know, if somebody was thinking about doing something bad, is that just the same as doing it? Can you, should be able to arrest them or not? I don't know. Uh, another one called Autofac. This one was kind of cool. This was like the Amazon God Mad episode. In a world dominated by an automated corporate machinery, a small community resists the forced communi- consumerism, which sends them unneeded goods on schedule. They see the natural world around them fading away and believe this is due to pollution caused by the mega factory. And they plan to infiltrate the infiltrate the factory and shut it down. Yeah, that's a good one, too. It starts off, it seems pretty straightforward, uh, but it's it's not quite as straightforward. Probably the really standout episode that I really liked, it was actually a, was the first one that Amazon, in the Amazon Prime list. This one is uh, with Terrence Howard and Anna Paquin. Um, Rachel LaFleur, however you say her name, is in it. She was in uh, those Twilight movies, I think. Uh, Sam Witwer's in it. Um, this one... It's really a cool episode, and uh, so uh, Sarah is a police woman living in the future and shares headspace with Georgia Brilliant game designer living in the present. Um, they're trying to figure out which one of them is the real person and which one is just living in a dream. Um, both are pursuing violent killers who plans could have shattering consequences. And uh, so, so the idea of this one is there's sort of two lives you see of this person. Which one is the real one? Which one's the... The, the, the dream world. Uh, really good episode. Uh, liked it a lot. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I guess we'll wind this up here a bit. But, I, I again, if you watch Black Mirror, give this show a, a shot. You'll you'll like this. I, I, I definitely guarantee you're going to like this a lot. Strong, strong writing, um, good actors, good good production values. Uh, good job. I hope they do some more of these as well, more than just this season. All right, the last one uh, that I want to talk about is, is shorter. I think they've only done six episodes, but I really liked it on Hulu. Uh, it is called Dimension 404. And the, the cool thing about this, uh, or one of the cool things, there's many, uh, but the opening credit sequence, which I'm going to try to play that for you, find this on YouTube, uh, is um, voiced by Mark Hamill. And uh, sort of he's the he's sort of the, the Rod Serling host uh, uh, that has a little bit of an... He, he talks at the beginning and the end of the episode. So listen to this, and I'll be back and talk about Dimension 404. I'm sorry, viewer. The TV show you're searching for cannot be streamed in your reality. Please stand by for reconnection. In the darkest depths of cyberspace, there is another world. A lost dimension, home to wonders unseen, terrors unspeakable. Stories unlike any ever told until now. Do not click back. Do not reload. We have reconnected to... Dimension 404. Okay, with well last, uh, and, and we'll go through this one pretty quick. Dimension 404, it's another science fiction. Uh, they call it a black comedy drama anthology series. This one's definitely lighter than the other two series that I've already talked about. Uh, it was created by Des Dolly and Will Campos. And co-created by Dan Johnson and David Welch, it began airing on uh, April fourth, twenty seventeen, on the on Hulu. It's produced by Rocket Jump and Lionsgate Television. 
each episode being its own self-contained um, story. The series is heavily inspired by The Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits. Its name is taken from the 1950s radio program called Dimension X uh, with the 404 added to signified, you know, it's sort of based on this current internet generation, you know. If you've ever gone to a web page, you know, and gotten error 404, you know, that it can't connect to it, um, you know, because of the, uh, it's the HTTP status code, um, anyway, that you can't, the, it, the web page does not exist or it can't be found. Uh, all right. The, yeah, these episodes are, these are all roughly about 40-ish minutes, 45 minutes or so. There are uh, six of them only so far. It's only on Hulu. Uh, but uh, I, I've been enjoying it. I've watched all of these. Uh, let me give you a, a bit of a rundown here. Um, the um, the first one uh, called Matchmaker. Adam, a lonely blogger, meets his perfect match through a cutting-edge dating app. But the moment he says, I love you, his, la- his life takes a turn for the worst, and Adam discovers a shocking truth that makes him question everything. Again, I don't want to say too much about these. Uh, and, and there's only six here, so I'm going to run down... Um, the next one I, I that had Patton Oswalt in it, I, I, I really like this one a lot um, because it, it, it plays on moviegoers a little bit. Uh, there's a new, the name of this episode is called Cinethrax. There's this new um, kind of like mega uh, thing that theaters are using called Cinethrax that's supposed to make you feel like you're in the movie, even more than 3D. Uh, the... the um, Here's the the brief synopsis. A snooty cinema purist struggles to convince his fellow filmgoers and actually his niece, who he goes to the movies with, that a 3D movie they're watching or a Cinethrex movie screening in a mysterious new format uh, is is not what what it appears to be. So, uh, yeah, that's a real good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, um, There's one called Kronos. This one's a lot of fun. Uh, It involves time travel. It involves... um, uh, being a bit of a fan of an old show. Um, there's a, uh, a hopelessly nostalgic physics student fights to prove her sanity where no one on earth can remember her favorite 90s cartoon show. Uh, that That's a really good one. I like that one. That's probably my favorite maybe of, of the season. The Cinethrax was good too. Uh, Polybius, this is a good one. Also, these are all really good. I, 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 I keep feeling like I'm saying that and I think I guess I, I, these... These were much lighter and I think easier to take. Although there, there's some bad things too. Um, Polybius is a young arcade junkie in 1984. A, attempts to master Polybius, a sinister new game that shows up in the arcade that he works at, uh, of unknown origin that introduces nightmarish visions. But when the kids start dying, he must beat the game to unlock its deadly secrets. Um, then there's uh, a thing called an episode called Bob as a holiday. Threat looms large, and army psychologist races against the clock to treat the strangest patient of her career. Um, it's uh, Bob, a depressed NSA supercomputer. Uh, it's it's pretty good, a really good one. Uh, and the last episode of the of the run, uh, called Impulse, a brash up and coming pro FPS gamer finds the edge she needs in an energy drink that gives her a world real world bullet time, and it's her shortcut to fame and fortune. But it must might be a shortcut through the rest of her life. So. Uh, so those are the episodes um, that Hulu uh, for this um, that have aired, and um, I think I think I've heard they're going to do another series of this, another season. Uh, Joel McHale has been McHale, sorry, Joel McHale has been in this. 
uh, Leah Michelle, Matt Jones, Robert Buckley, uh, you know, Sarah Hyland, Patton Oswalt, I already mentioned. So they've had some, you know, recognizable actors. Um, really, uh, really fun show. It's cool with the uh, Mark Hamill um, narration, too, as well. So uh, so check out Dimension 404 uh, if you're a Hulu subscriber. And if you're not, if you ever get Hulu, check it out. Um, so there you go. Black Mirror, uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams, Dimension 404, Altered Carbon sort of another future tech kind of show that's just started on Netflix as well, I guess, part of this, but not an anthology based on a novel, series books. And that is what I wanted to cover this week on the podcast. If you've enjoyed this and you'd like to support the podcast, here's your commercial. Uh, go over to patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. Sign up for just, you know, a dollar a month. That, that's not a lot, I don't think. And uh, I, I know there are, uh, uh, you know, thousands of people that listen each week to the episodes that I release uh, based on the numbers that I see. I think it's, yeah, yeah, there's... The last time I checked, I'll have to check again, two, 3,000 at least each week, something like that. Um, but um, not a ton, but uh, I think there's only 20 people patrons. So, um, yeah, if you guys like the show, no big thing. Thanks to those that do support it through Patreon.com. Uh, helps pay for, as I've said many times, equipment, gear, hosting fees, and so forth. And had a little trouble with the website last week, actually, but it seems okay now. Uh, but, um, yeah, so that's what's, uh, what's going on there. Uh, let's see, let me pull up the list of what's coming up for the rest of the month here on the show. I know next week it's going to be Chris and I, we're going to kind of do an unusual kind of interview show in a way. He had this idea of doing a, a Q and a show with me, uh, we'll call it. So, um, and then the 18th, we only have, uh, two episodes of Star Trek Discovery left, can you believe it? Uh, that is uh, shocking to me. Uh, a lot of things have happened on that show, and if you're not watching, you should be because it's it's really great. Uh, but um, uh, week after next on the 18th is going to be a Skype cast talking all about the the season uh, season one of Discovery, and we might have about a year to wait before we get new episodes. So who knows? I hope it's sooner than that, but. It's probably going to be a while. Um, and then the last week of the month, the 25th, will be a guest cast. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week. I, I feel like I can't talk. <laughs> Today, This I don't know why it was so words were eluding me. Sorry about that. That happens sometimes. Uh, but, uh, again, thanks so much for watching, or, or watching listening, uh, and sometimes watching if it's a video show. But uh, thanks so much for uh, downloading and listening to the show. Each and every week, everyone, you guys are great, fantastic. Uh, hop over on the Facebook group if you're not a member. We have some good discussions uh, of various things, topics, geeky things, stuff over there. Uh, and there's always some uh, good things happening. Facebook can be used for good. It can. Uh, what else? I guess that's about all. Nothing much else to talk about except, you know, we uh, we I think we'll all be happy when winter is over. If, if you're in a cold part of the country or world, if you're in an area that has multiple seasons, real seasons, where it gets a lot colder and uh, you're not someplace that, you know, is still seeing 60 and 70 degrees, you guys don't count. Sorry, that is not winter. Uh, but uh, you do count, actually, as people, but that's not winter. So, And, hey, everyone, stay healthy, stay happy, uh, maintain good attitudes. I find that attitude helps um, – the body heal and body body uh, do well. So I don't know why I'm being a public service person. 
Maybe that's not public service. I just care. I just care about all of you. All right, I got to get out of here. Uh, it's taken a lot longer to record today than I thought it would um, for some reason, but it was fun. Really like this idea. These are great shows. You should all check them out. Uh, I, I really some interesting concepts. They can be hard to watch, but I, it, it makes you think. That's for sure. So, uh, in this world of tech, where everybody's got their noses in their cell phones uh, and online, uh, I think it's important to, uh, hey, you know, put the phones down now and then and talk to people. All right, Rico's going to get off his soapbox. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.